Fred Film Radio from Festa del Cinema di Roma, Italy. Fred Film Radio from the Rome Film Festa. I'm Federica Scarpa and today I'm in company of Tom Wolf, director of uh, Callas Paris 1958. Hello, Tom. Hello. First question, how did the idea of bring this such memorable work of Maria Callas to light come? It started uh, in 2021 uh, when I was very lucky to retrieve the original film reels, uh, the 16 millimeter of uh, this historical concert, historical performance um, that uh, we only knew from a very second grade quality up to now and uh, finding those original reels and um, undertaking a two-year work of restoration and sort of revival of, of this film is um, really uh, a, a tremendous uh, chance, I would say, to, to rediscover uh, this legendary night and also to discover Maria Callas um, at probably her greatest as, as an artist, as an interpreter, as an actress and a singer. I think this night is, is a, a quintessence of it all. Can you share what you felt when you discover the original reels? You know, at first I couldn't really believe it because, uh, of course, I, I had known uh, the performance and uh, the only archive that existed, uh, the only recording ex existing of it. I had actually worked on that uh, for my previous film, Maria Baikalas, where we used some of the excerpts. And I didn't think that the original films would still be... Um, out there. So it was a tremendous surprise and um, it was in the process of all the donations that we received uh, for the Callas Foundation in Paris from the people who were close to her and who had preserved uh, those uh, precious archives. So when I first found them, really it, it bewildered me. It had to, I had to undertake a few uh, stages of digitalization and comparing it to, to the previous sources that were known to realize that those were actually the, the original reels and that the quality was absolutely outstanding and that we could actually take a chance in bringing it out as a new film um, in a completely uh, new, incredible quality and in color. How did you react, uh, let's say, when... Uh when you compared these uh, new reels with the, the old uh, footages? It was, it was really striking. When you compared uh, the two, you could see immediately that um, the, the newly discovered 16mm reels, they had uh, a tremendous amount of details that were missing from the, the previous copies and um, much more contrast and light. And uh, that is what allowed us to undertake a, a two-year work of restoration that couldn't have been achieved if we didn't have this material at hand. Also, the sound reels um, that were together and that allow us to hear this legendary performance in a, in a completely new sound uh, that really makes us feel like we are there at the Opera House in 1958. Can you tell me uh, something about the colors? 
that you use in this film, how you uh, work on that? It was part of the restoration process. Um, we we had in in our uh, material in, at hand some uh, color uh, photographs, original color photographs. So we were able to know exactly uh, which were the original colors. And uh, of course, the, the the audience who attended that night in Paris in '58, they would see it with their own eyes. So to them, it would be in color. And I felt that we could undertake this challenge of restoring the film entirely in colors. So that we really recreate that experience uh, for the audiences today, who will see it hopefully in the cinemas in November, that uh, they are attending the performance in the Opera House themselves. And the cinema is sort of transporting them to Paris in 1958 and restoring the film entirely in colors and also in a Dolby Atmos sound, which is incredibly immersive, uh, I think is really very much part of, of that experience. Um, but I hope that the audiences um, forget all the technical aspects and they're just um, immersed in the emotion uh, uh, of Callas's singing and that incredible performance. I wanted to ask you also the challenges uh, that you faced, I think, uh, for the editing of, the, of this film, how you managed that. Well, this is how my work as a director comes about. Um, the, f the original footage, uh, you know, it was a live uh, television broadcast, one of the very first European live broadcasts. You have to imagine in 1958, this was something absolutely astonishing, like uh, a super technology that would allow people in their houses. Not every household even had a television back then. So it was a technological uh, feat back in the days. But we ended up with a three-hour television program, um, you know, saved in 16-millimeter films. So we had to rework it in order to make it a 90-minute film for the cinema that audiences can feel very accessible nowadays and that they can really focus on the performance itself rather than everything that was going around it and that was very much part of, of the epoch and uh, what television was like back in those days. So the editing had a goal of transforming a television program into a film. And uh, I think we have achieved that, and this is why we're bringing out it to the cinemas in this 90-minute version, which is the, the, the quintessence of the evening, which is really the callous performance. And uh, in the editing, we have saved every single appearance of Carlos on stage and that is what really mattered and we edited everything around it to make it very easy and smooth uh, for the people to feel like they're attending a performance. Uh, you work a lot on uh, Maria Callas. What do you think that makes her so incredible? I think she's she's an absolutely unique artist. Uh, she was back in back in the days, and she still is. Forty uh, five over forty five years after her passing, and a uh, hundred years after her birth, which is celebrated this year. She's still uh, an incredible artist. Uh, her destiny, her life story also are very much part of uh, what uh, touches us, what moves us. And um, her artistry, her way of singing, the interpretation, the way she acts, which we very much can see in this film as between the different roles, between the different operas, her acting changes completely and she really brings every character to life. And 
she has this particular thing of using sort of her own emotions to channel that into her characters. And I think that's what makes her performance so moving. What do you think makes her the diva? Well, you know, the word diva, um, its origin is something that comes from the divine. It's very different from what we hear today. And uh, the word is a bit overused, uh, perhaps out of context. But I would say that she has this something, uh, this mysterious something in her voice that is coming a bit out of we don't know where, out of the divine. And maybe the fact that we are so moved when we listen to her and when we see her um, brings us to a different realm. And uh, to me, she's a diva in this way. But of course, she's also the incarnation of the image of the diva, you know, the 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 lady and the woman uh, who would always appear in incredible gowns and uh, with perfect hair and makeup with this attitude as if she comes from another planet. And uh, I think this also is, is pretty accurate in, in description of, of Kalos as a diva. The one uh, instance in which I think it's not accurate is when they describe her as a diva, as someone who was capricious or tempestuous. And the, all those are part of the gossips and the, the things that were a bit built up uh, around her, but that have no truth at all. Thank you very much, Tom. Thank you. And this is Fred, the Festival Insider. Fred, Fred, Fred. 24-7 on Fred FM and smartphone app.